Hey, you guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callantine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Simple. We just wrapped up our APES series. Uh, we had an episode in the beginning with Brian Johnson. He introduced the concept of the APES to us, to, to our listeners. And then we walked through one episode at a time through each letter of the APES, from apostle to the prophet, to the evangelist, shepherd, teacher. And then we just had an episode with Brian Again, helping us kind of wrap up the series on this idea of a voice order. Yep. Voice order based off a book, Five Voices, and working together in the context of a team, who speaks, when, what is the order. Go back, listen to each of these episodes if you haven't. They are great content, and we hope that they are not only informative— for you, maybe your, your strongest gifting or helping to learn about other people and their giftings, but also something that you can come back to time and time again to continue to understand the APEST better and better. And for your team too, not just you, Absolutely. but also for the rest of your team. And as you're, some of you guys are maybe leading or looking to lead and thinking about, man, who do we need on our team? You yeah. know, and, and where are we lacking, you know, or where are we leaning heavily on? Absolutely. Who else do we need to add? That kind of thing. It, this kind of thing will help. Yeah. And so APEST is based on Ephesians chapter 4, verses yep. 11 and 12. This whole series is being rooted straight from the biblical text. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. We're rooting this entire series in the biblical text, and that's why we see value in it. This is where Jesus has left the church with these five giftings to lead the church. He's gifted us, each of us, with maybe a particular gift set that's higher, we all have the five gifts, but to varying degrees. Luis has a gift set that, that I don't have. Our, our same order is not the same, the same structure. Jesus is calling us in these giftings to function as the church, the church showing the representation of each five gifts. And to strengthen one another, right? To With, build up the body. Yeah. Yeah. With how he's made us and each of us, you know, look a little bit different. And so today in this episode, it's going to be a little bit of a debrief of the series. It's going to be a little bit of foreshadowing or forecasting what is to come. So it's kind of a bridge. And I I highly encourage you, if you haven't listened to each of those episodes, pause this and come back to this. Go listen to those episodes and then come back to this one. See, we each have a top gifting, maybe a first, second, third that kind of show themselves in our life. We can identify them a lot easier. There are some assessments or tools that we'll recommend at the end of this episode. Um, but as we listen to the series, we look into the apex. We have the apostle, the prophet, yep. the evangelist, the shepherd, and teacher. In each one of these, we for each of us, we have a gift set. That, so for Luis, 
you have the apostle who what is your highest gift that's what you operate in the most for myself that would be the teacher i operate in the teacher the most and my second one my third one kind of alternate go back and forth it's the apostle and the evangelist so i see the need to innovate at times and then i also see the need to connect with people and bring them into what is happening and so it's a kind of a give and take mm-hmm. But you will most likely be able to identify your top two, potentially top three, that you see frequently in your life. So I hope uh, during this series you're able to identify those top giftings. We can also understand the value of having full APEST representation at the table, at the conversation, guiding direction. What we like to call this is circle leadership rather than a hierarchical leadership where there's one person from the top down calling the shots. Hey, you have to do it this way. This is the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Whether they have an apostolic leaning or a teaching leaning or a shepherding leaning, it's a circle leadership. So all five voices, which might be more than five people, but all five voices have an equal weight in the conversation. It is not one person leading everything, but us as a collective is leading the discussion, making decisions, being informed, hearing from one another. Hey, Shepherd, what are you what are you hearing about this? How are you feeling about this decision? Apostle, how are you feeling? Where are you where are you at? And that's where I think the voice order conversation with Brian was actually really helpful yeah. for us, even to help us organize that idea of circle leadership even further, further synthesize it. And then also in that same scope. The APEST should help us be able to work together as a team, to work better in a team. The voice order of the shepherd, the prophet, the teacher, evangelist, and apostle. If we operate in sharing, hey, shepherd, talk first. Mm-hmm. Hey, prophet, talk next, etc. And moving along that, we should be able to work as a team better. There will naturally, naturally be disagreements with people like, that's just what it is. That's yeah. people. But if we respect one another, we operate in the, hey, your voice matters. Your voice is as important as my voice. Yeah. And so let's hear what you have to say. We operate as a team fully uh, edifying one another, mm-hmm. bearing the burdens together as well. And so the APES series, I hope, it helps us identify how we can work better in a team in, in meeting together and sharing vision, direction, moving forward. And then ultimately, what is Jesus calling you into? See, I think it's growing in self-awareness and leadership changes. And so what that means is through the APEST, I think Jesus is inviting us into being more self-aware. And self-awareness is key to growing in our relationship with Jesus, to knowing God. But I've heard it said, you cannot know God without first knowing yourself. I think Jesus is inviting us through understanding the apex and our giftings into knowing ourselves better so we can know Jesus better. Mm. So hear this, you guys. I, I don't want you guys to feel like, you know, we've kind of cornered the market on all things leadership, leadership development, APES. We're figuring this out as, as well as, you know, many of you guys. Um, but we're asking these questions and what we really are after is rediscovering you know, the values of the early church and rediscovering, you know, the practices of, you know, how Jesus set this entire thing that we call the church into orbit. And so part of that is rediscovering the genius of Jesus and the genius of Apest, right? And, And we understand, I mean, the church, you know, I come out of the 
prevailing model or predominant model. And we know that we have put a lot of stock on on one specific sort of gifting, specifically the shepherd and teacher types. But the reality is that we found and that I found in, in, in kind of just practice is that a lot of the people that are called pastors, that's not even their primary gifting, right? And we've just kind of just labeled them, put a sticker on those folks. And instead, um, here's the invitation, discover how God has created you, how God has shaped you for the sake of mission, right? Discover your gifting, um, discover your personality type, discover your temperament, and where does that intersect um, for the sake of mission? And I think part of gene- Jesus's genius in in um, inviting us through the Apostle Paul as he writes to the church in Ephesus um, to lean into what we now call apest is that and then A, he releases starters to start and pioneer for people to be at the tip of the spear. In, in the P, he releases challengers to challenge and bring us back to truth and change direction when needed. In the E, the evangelist, he releases connectors to connect and spread the good news. In the S, in the shepherd, he releases those who care deeply about others to make sure that others are loved deeply and not overlooked or or forgotten about. And in the T, he releases teachers to teach and to hold us to that which is biblically right um, uh, true. So when we understand our gifting, here's the reality, like we will become better leaders, we will become better disciples, we will become better team members, um, because we realize that not one person holds it all together. In fact, only Jesus has a full representation of this within his body. He's the lead apostle of all things. In fact, he's the the head of the church. The text calls him the head of the church. And when we talk about circle leadership, we talk about Jesus being the one that's leading and us having this posture of, you know what, we're following. And sure, different... I love how the folks at the KC Underground put it, like, recognize that just by nature of who we are, we may carry different weight, right? And so instead of like using that weight to lord it over others, like we submit to one another in love, right? And and yeah. and those who have been walking with the Lord a little less may submit to those who've been walking with the Lord a little bit more in wisdom, just saying, hey, can we lean in on you? Or those of us who are not necessarily wired as shepherds or necessarily wired as teachers may when it comes to planning something, we'll lean in to those who are, hey, are we leaving anybody out, right? Or are we making sure that we're sticking to the historical biblical faith here? Or are we going, you know, off here on a different direction? And so I think the genius of Jesus is, man, including this like multiplicity of voices for the sake of the representation of all uh, like Jesus's creativity in when he made humankind, right? And I can't be super strong in all of these areas, but maybe in one or two of these areas, like Jesus has specifically made it so that um, uh, I can do this, not effortlessly, but naturally, Mm. right? Naturally, but supernaturally. And so here's the thing, when we lean into these things, some of these things we may like, already be doing naturally but what the what the lord wants is he wants to empower us by his spirit to then do it not on our own strength 
Because none of what Jesus has called us to do, he wants us to do it in the strength of the Spirit. And so when we learn how Jesus has made us, how he's crafted us for the sake of mission, and then on top of that, we say, Lord, now I'm beginning to understand how you've created me. But on top of that, I'm realizing that I can't do this on my own. I need the Holy Spirit. And when we operate in uh, um, dependency and knowledge, I think that that's a beautiful space to be because Jesus mm. can come and then he can extend his church and he can do some beautiful things when people are surrendered to him and saying, hey, now that I know how you've made me, use me however you want. Yeah, I believe the APEST is one of the most helpful tools. I say the word tool as in how we understand it. Um, obviously, it's a biblical text mm -hmm. and there's merit there. But as a tool that helps us understand how we're wired, how we're naturally inclined. Is it a framework, maybe? Framework. You know? I think framework's a, a, yeah. a great word. Um, using the APEST as a framework, which for me is not something I grew up understanding. Mm -hmm. It's not something that was actively taught in, in my church tradition and how I grew up. Um, and not to cast any shame on or that or on yeah. anything. But I think now understanding the apex as a framework, it helps me see how the church can be living out to its fullest, yeah. how we can, for the sake of mission, do more with more people. There can be better partnerships. There can be better collaborations. We can be on the same page more because not because I told you, you have to do this, but because we have all decided that this is the best course of action because this is how we best care for people. Yeah. Or this is how we best innovate in this season. Or this is how we call each other back to the biblical truth, to the mission Jesus has given us. Because every voice has spoke and been heard. And that is beautiful, right? And it's not just, and, and we're not just saying that for the sake of like, hey, everybody needs to be heard because, you know, it's the right thing, you know, like politically correct for people to, everybody to participate. No, I think it's the right thing because Jesus, through the Spirit and the Apostle Paul, has designed this framework of yeah. inclusion that's not like, hey, just for the sake, like biblical inclusion that says, hey, you are specifically wired to do this work. And then, and then also, in a sense, biblical accountability, right? If we're functioning properly as the people of God, mm. then those people will be released. The apostles will be released. The prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers will be released. And then we will make sure that those people are actually doing the thing. Yeah. And so it almost guards us against this super uh, kind of celebrity kind of model because only one person is running the entire show, right? And there's this celebrity culture that's... no. Is, is everybody doing the thing that Jesus has called them to do? Because the text tells us that all Christians, everyone that's been uh, given the, the Spirit, have been gifted a specific yeah. way. So whether or not you are new to uh, following Jesus or old and have been around here for a while, you have one of these five giftings as your primary gifting. Yeah. Discover that, Right. And, and discover the genius of Jesus. And here's the accountability question for you. Are you moving? Am I moving? And for me too, right? Am I moving in that which he's called me to do? 
right? Mm. And then am I creating space for those around me? Yeah. And then realizing that I'm not all five. And no. then am I around others that that are moving in the way that Jesus called them? The APS framework, as as we said, the framework uh, provides accountability. So there isn't that kind of one person running the show and doing everything they want. But then it also fills out every perspective, right? Like you go to the text and some of the disciples didn't always see eye to eye. Mm. The apostle Paul didn't see eye to eye with some of the Jerusalem council. And, you know, at times Barnabas had to step in and vouch for him. And these are all people who also shared in these apest giftings. And saw things differently and kind of had different leanings. Right. Like, and when we say apest representation, we don't mean it's only, you know, the room is limited to five people and it's one of the voices are, enlisted if you will but rather you know it might be five people it might be 10 people um could be more but every single voice is going to be heard and i love in in the last episode the voice order episode brian uh, he was very upfront that the casey underground is apostolic leaning that there there's a heaviness like a lot of their their people in in leadership lean apostolic and that's why they must always return to the voice order they must always return and say hey has the shepherd been able to speak? Yeah. Has the teacher been able to speak? Has the evangelist and the prophet? And so I think that by knowing the apest and knowing your leanings and knowing the leanings of your team, you also are able to say, hey, where are our natural bends? Yeah. And, and where do we need to hold back to the center mm-hmm. and be balanced in our approach? Yeah. And where are we missing some voices, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. Because it can only help to have the full representation of the apes. And what we talk about here is having it at every level, right, of, of the organization or at every level of, um, in our case, the collective. And so, um, yeah, man, we, we've had tons of fun with this. We haven't explored it to the furthest degree. Uh, but as an introduction, we spent most of this season, you know, this is our biggest series, and we have loved it. We have yeah. loved it. As we begin to kind of wrap up this episode, again, this is a debrief and, you know, we're processing through the APEST as well yep. with you guys. Um, we're learning. I, I, this came to me as, as we were recording. We are not experts, but we're practitioners. Mm-hmm. We're trying to mm-hmm. practice this, but we are far from experts. Yeah. We are not going to call ourselves experts, yeah. but we're trying to live faithfully to this and faithfully to the text and to yeah. what Jesus is calling us to here at the Simple Church Collective. Right. So we're, we ourselves are going to continue to come back to this series. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to replay it. We're going to uh, come back and say, man, what was that voice order like again? We need to return to yeah. that. We need to play that episode. Or we don't have as much shepherd representation as we need. We need we'll come back to this episode and get some inspiration. Mm-hmm. Come back to, the, to this series. This is something that we want you as the listener, as the audience, and for ourselves to return to. Yeah. So come back to these episodes when you need to learn more, when you need to revisit things, when you're sharing it with, with others of like, hey, here's how I'm learning about the leadership of the collective and, and of the church and being represented. Come back to these episodes. You know, you know, before we wrap up, I, you know, I loved the different voices. And as I'm going back, you know, Bree and Ashley and Carlos and we had... Um, we had Dusty, Dusty we had Ralph, and Ralph, Brian you know? on the front end, yeah. And, back and end. it was it was just cool to see, and all of them from different places. I don't think yeah. one of them was, you know, like Ralph is man, 
listen to his story. I think his story is coming up here. It's going to be amazing. Um, Bree's out of uh, Kansas City. Ashley's out of a, she's more of the macro church context in, in Salem. Carlos is starting a network of micro churches in Texas. Uh, Dusty's been on this road for a while doing what he does in Idaho. And so it's just been fun, man. And mm. I think it's better together, right? What's that African proverb? I think they said, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think that that's part of the genius of Jesus. So mm. here's the invitation, you guys. Discover how Jesus has made you, right? And there's a couple of other tools that we've used. Yeah. Uh, we've used um, the Myers-Briggs. We've used StrengthsFinders. Dot com. We've used the genogram. We've used like our own personal like story timelines. We've used the Enneagram. And then there's this free test for the APES that you can do. It's it's a starting point. Fivefoldministry.com. I'm gonna say that one more time. Fivefoldministry.com. And if you um you know have not really discovered how Jesus has called you, uh, uh created you just yet. Give those, you know, some of those tests a, a try and try to paint a picture for yourself. Like, hey, what's, you know, your personality like? What's your temperament like? Uh, what's your gifting like? And then ask yourself this question if you haven't really started to ask yourself these questions. Like, then how has Jesus created me um, for the sake of mission? So, man, it's been an amazing time doing this series with y'all. But lean in. Lean in. I think that Jesus is asking us in this season, you know, and, and has given us some language too. And, and almost the curiosity as a people, my, my generation and others, you know, who want to learn about who they are. So that's good, but don't stop there. Like there's people right now wanting to learn about their ancestry. There's people right now wanting to learn about, you know, their personalities, Enneagrams, all that stuff is popular, but don't stop there. So here's the invitation. Go one question beyond that and ask. So, how has Jesus created me? And then how does that affect how he's created me for the sake of mission? Where does how he's created me and mission intersect? Thank you guys for listening to this APEST series. And thank you for listening to this APEST debrief today. Uh, keep coming back to us. If you guys have any questions or have any comments, feel free to reach out to us. Leave some uh, uh, a message. Uh, email us at media at simplechurchcollective.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening. 